Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm Pat Caputo along with the webmaster, Evan Jenkins. It's a busting balls. Yes, uh, podcast we do. It's about drafts, prospects, and the future. Don't forget to like us, all those different things. Uh, and on the uh, Apple uh, iTunes store, uh, Google Play store, odyssey.com. Uh, this week's draft is about uh, talk is going to be about the Lions, uh, the NFL in general. Uh, following the combine, uh, we got a free agency coming up, so that'll have a lot of bearing on that. One of our previous podcasts was about how to tether uh, free agency with the draft, so you can check that one out uh, on our Busting Balls catalog, which is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, I have to say this, Evan, uh, the combine was interesting. Uh, to me because there were a lot of players uh, that tested off the charts. But uh, as you know, Evan, I've said this from day one. And I look, man, I know I've gotten this right uh, quite a few times in the past. uh, But it it appears that the draft gurus are starting to agree with me on who the Lions should take at number six. I saw Todd McShay's latest mock draft. uh, Christian Gonzalez is picked. Uh, from Oregon, uh, and uh, is it Dane Boogler from The Athletic? Christian Gonzalez is picked at sixth overall by the Lions. Yep. And uh, I've said uh, Christian Gonzalez, Christian Gonzalez, Christian Gonzalez for a couple months now, uh, and uh, he tested off the charts under 4-4 in the 40. He's six foot one, 180 pounds. All his other drills were top-notch. He was very productive last year. He's a tough kid. Uh, the whole the talk about Devin Witherspoon, I understand that uh, he's a he's a very good player, but uh, Christian Gonzalez is just he could be this year's Sauce Gardner. That's how I feel about him. Uh, so if the Lions took him at sixth overall, like the draft gurus have, this is one time uh, when uh, I'm in, in in line with many of them on this. That is the guy that I would take at sixth overall. Now, Pat, do you think locally here more people are talking about Witherspoon only because we saw him playing in the Big Ten, playing against Michigan and Michigan State? Well, yeah, he played great against Michigan. I mean, he was great. You know, he is a uh, and he has he graded out well. Uh, nobody threw in his area. What I don't like about him, all right. If I were to look, you know, he's he, I, there's a chance he'll be a better player than Christian Gonzalez. You never know sure. on this. He's not as good an athlete, though. He's not as big and fast and strong and all those other things. As Gonzalez is an elite athlete. Witherspoon is, you know, an NFL athlete, uh, top of the line, but not in the elite category. So that's the difference uh, there. Uh, and the other part, uh, just looking at his technique, uh, and this was noticeable in the Michigan game, he's very handsy. You know, he's very aggressive in hits, but he's he, uh, 
is a pass interference penalty right now about ready to happen all the time. Uh, defensive holds, things like that. Uh, that's just uh, my observation on him. But if, if the Lions took him at sixth overall or somebody he was taken ahead of Gonzalez, I wouldn't go nuts and say, right. oh, what a crazy pick. It's my observation on it. Hey, Pat, can I ask you a real dorky question right now? And this is a good place to do it here on Busting Balls. But you talked about being handy. How different is defending a, a receiver in college, vice versa, defending one in the NFL when it comes to placing your hands on the defender? I don't think there's any much difference in the rules. I mean, okay. I've, I've been every uh, year when I was a beat writer uh, for the Lions, uh, the uh, NFL would send over official. It was always Dean Look. Uh, who uh, from uh, Michigan State? He played at Michigan State. He was a star and played briefly in uh, the NFL, actually the AFL. And he was a baseball player, playing Major League Baseball. And he was a—I think he was a back judge for a long time. And he always—I uh, would ask him and grill him about pass interference. The first thing is the armbar. Anytime you see an arm bar come out like that, you know, where the guy puts his arm on somebody and bars them, that flag is going up. The hands fighting, they don't, I don't think they care that much about it as long as it's hands on hands. What they don't like is when they start tugging or they, you know, you saw the classic play in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. People were talking about how, you know, that shouldn't have been called. It decided the game, but that was a subtle way by a veteran cornerback. In controlling the receiver, a uh, little tug, which you know was noticed by the official, but also how he wrapped his arm around him a little bit to keep him from turning upfield on those different routes. You know, you see it all the time on those sluggo routes and things, or somebody will will do that. Uh, and uh, I think with Witherspoon uh, in the NFL, where the receivers are a lot faster, a lot faster. Uh, you know, all of a sudden there's that feeling. Uh, that they're losing that guy, and then the hands come out. And that's a very difficult adjustment. Gonzalez is able to kind of sit down a little bit uh, with his athleticism and mirror the player down the field without having to put his hands on him gotcha. you know, nearly as much. And then when it comes down to the, the point of the ball uh, getting up there, it's about like, hey, you know, who can high point that and time it better? And that involves jumping ability, size, those things. And if you were to look at Witherspoon and you were to look at Gonzalez and somebody was throwing a route where you got a kind of a jump ball, one of those 50-50 balls, you're going to want Gonzalez in there. He, he did a 41-inch uh, vertical jump, explosive athlete. And uh, he's long. You know, he's uh, 6'1 yeah. and he's long. So he's a, he's a classic outside corner. You know, and he's he's got some pedigree of athletes. You know, you've heard this story about how David Blau's uh, wife, who is an yep. Olympic runner, is his sister. So he's an elite athlete and uh, seems hungry. And he played very well for Oregon last year. It's just Oregon was on TV a couple times. Uh, certainly games that people watch, most notably the Washington game. Uh, and I watched a lot of Oregon last year because I love those 10 o'clock games. And, uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's pretty good. Cool. Now, now you have your pick at six. I bet it's going to get a little tougher 12 picks later at 18 for the Lions. Well, I don't know. It's going to be tough at six. What's going to happen with the quarterbacks? Right. 
and that's, you know, the, that's the, the Anthony Richardson, which I think, uh, uh, Evan, and you listen to all the shows and everything, uh, you're there all day and the buzz that's going on in, in, in the station. You know, I'm, I, I come out at night, the freaks come out at night. And that's what they <laughs> send me in there. You know, a little Houdini for you there, Evan. But, uh, <laughs> the freaks going about it. Now, remember that song, buddy? Oh, I remember it. I'm all over <laughs> you like white eye rice. Uh, the uh, uh, situation with uh, uh, Anthony Richardson is fascinating because that's a freak, man. That's a freak. That's everything. Everything yeah. athletically jumps off the page. It's a, you know, he's 244 pounds. It's you crazy. Know, you know, and he, 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 people who say, you know, it's all the time, man. I, 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 look, man, the, one of the things I can't stand is stereotyping athletes. And because he's a black quarterback, you know, it's always like, oh, he can't pass, which is bull crap. This guy's got a great arm, you know, and uh, it's just he, he, you know, he hasn't in the moment been uh, able to process, you know, uh, as he's going through the plays of, you know, particularly well. I don't know how to describe it. What Bryce Young does so well, he doesn't do well. But everything that, you know, uh, yeah. in terms of physicality that you want that Bryce Young lacks, you know, this dude's got it, in, you know, over and over and over again, multitudes of it. He's, uh, you know, so I don't know what to make of that. And I, I'm not sold on Will Levis. We talked about this. Everybody like, oh, Will Levis. I watch Will Levis play a lot. I mean, I know he's a terrific athlete and everything, and, and Kentucky struggled some last year, but I don't think he really helped the situation that much, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, Stroud, to me, is the best best passer and the best quarterback in this draft. I like him more than Young. You know, I like his attitude, his makeup. You know, but the same questions that I would have to a, a lesser degree about Richardson I have about about Stroud in in terms of like processing while he's in the pocket that type of thing, sure. And and uh, but he's got the touch on the throws. He's got the arm strength. Uh, he's got the uh, mental uh, makeup. It appears he's determined. Uh, love that kid. But I wouldn't take any of those quarterbacks if I were the Lions. But who's going to take him? Is it going to be four quarterbacks that go? And then the other thing about Ramsey, or not about Ramsey, uh, uh, about Carter. I, I don't know why I mentioned. Ramsey and there, the Lions trade for that has, you know, been something right. we talk about. Uh, Jalen Carter's off the field issue, man. I wouldn't touch that guy with the ten foot pole if I were the Lions. That was disturbing. So uh, it is. Look, I mean, Brad Holmes did wear that villain sweatshirt into the combine. Well, yeah, that's true, and it got a lot of attention. Uh huh. But, but uh, Lions in the past, when they've taken guys with some problems, they've caused a lot of problems. And it's I been, and, and and I and I know that a lot of folks have, have said, well, the Lions are always taking Boy Scouts, and that really hasn't been true. And there was one particular incident that hell might have happened before you were born, for crying out loud, Evan. But I, I still remember it. You know, I was just starting my uh, uh, career, and it was out in Pontiac, where you know the newspaper that I was working at uh, was was the whole Reggie Rogers thing. You know, driving incidents can be sometimes disturbing that way. And he seems to have a, uh, a, a, a habit of speeding and doing that and not really caring much, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's something that I think is uh, precluding. And 
I have to admit that uh, people who talk about him like he's the next uh, Aaron Donald or Reggie White or whatever, I don't, I don't really see that in Carter. And there have been some bad boys, three technique tackles. Remember Albert Hainsworth? Oh, yeah. Uh, Stepping got, people. Yeah, well, he was terrific with uh, Tennessee for a while, and then it, it caught up to him. He got you know, that Oscar deal with Washington, and then, and then he, he never just, lived up to it. Yeah, faded like that. So I, I, if you get that type of player, and uh, even if they produce for you for a little bit, uh, it ultimately comes back and uh, gets you. Well, and, isn't it uh, kind of similar to like Indomitian Sue, a, a guy that who flat out did not want to be in Detroit? Phenomenal player while he was with the Lions, but I felt like he was more of a headache on the team than he really needed to be because, I mean, arguably they had their best season in my entire life when they went 11 and five with Sue anchoring that defense. But at the end well, of the Sue, day, Sue, Sue, Evan, you're talking about uh, night and day. Okay. All right. Sue did have a minor incident out in Portland where he's from, you know, oh, and yeah, actually yeah. About, yeah, driving. You remember that? Yeah, and he went to, like, the girl's house and tried to pay her 400 bucks or something like that. I don't know. It was something. But Dominic Sue is an incredibly smart dude. Incredibly oh, smart dude. My far, hangs out with Warren Buffett. Yeah, he wants to be a billionaire, all right? Yeah. So, and, but he's all about Sue. You know, that's what I always say about Sue. What's he thinking about right now? Himself. Sue. What was yeah. he thinking about yesterday? Sue. What's he going to think about tomorrow? Sue. You know, he wasn't about, you know, the team so much, all right? Sure. And, uh, you know, the little things that the team would want him to do. And when they restructured his contract, he said, sure. You know, and the team thought, well, we'd negotiate with him. He said, no, I'm not negotiating. One less year here in Detroit, I'm going to Miami. And uh, so, he had. but Sue always, always you knew what you were going to get with Sue. That's yeah, once, sure. he, once he showed up, man, he was there to play. And his on-the-field behavior at times got a little out of hand, but he is a great player. And I, I don't, I don't see Jalen Carter would project as a Sioux-type player. He's a three-technique defensive tackle, and uh, but I don't see, I don't think he's going to be as good as Sue. Now, look, man, that doesn't mean all end all. Somebody will probably pull this up in the future. I understand how it works, but I wouldn't touch him at six over. Will Anderson's a different story. I would take him. I'd take him yeah. over Gonzalez if he falls. What, what about that kid, uh, Nolan Smith, what he did from that Georgia? Was phenomenal. Right? Yeah, incredible. Uh, there's a lot that of is, Like six is too high for him, and 18 he probably won't be there, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. That's somebody to consider. You know, it depends yeah. on what they think looking at all their, their tape on it. I don't come in here claiming to be a scout. I know he right. tested off the charts, and he's got all he's he's got the he's got the character thing with him. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, that was evident in how he spoke at the at the combine, uh, just publicly. Uh, you know, I love him as a player. You know, him and the other ones, Lucas Van Ness, who didn't even start at Iowa, yeah, and uh, is a freakish athlete. So there's a lot of edge rushers. You know, I didn't mention uh, Tyrese Wilson. He's a guy that could come into play there. You know, he's uh, he's not really a, a three-technique tackle as much as a guy that you can play there and then put him in the five-technique, you know, depending on what gap you wanted to use. And about the same size as Uzurike, who they took. So, clearly, 
Uh, Brad Holmes looks for that type of player for his defensive line, and he would be somebody. So, but I think we covered the six pick uh, pretty well. Uh, that's how I would I would go uh, with uh, Christian Gonzalez. I like that, and also I learned a new fact. I didn't even know that his sister was Blau's uh, fiance or wife or whatever she is to him. Yeah, it's a his uh, yeah. Uh, that's well, I mean, his, we all know the story where he sat there at the Lions room and watched her in the Olympics and going nuts and right, right. Oh yeah, and, uh, in the uh, talk about a pedigree though, an Olympic runner and an NFL football player. Yeah, those, some, those parents have some good genes, eh? Yeah, some pretty good athletes in that family. So, uh, uh, and, and, you know, the thing about uh, Gonzalez too is he's just coming into his own as you know, um, maturity wise. Sure. You know, a couple of years ago, he wouldn't have been projected anywhere near this, but he's just body's filling out. He's becoming better as he gets better, as he gets a little bit older. Uh, and he is, he's not as wear and tear as some other players might be. Yeah. So I, 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 I really like him. But those other corners are good. They're really good. There's a lot of good corners in this draft. I mean, it's really deep in corners. So. If the Lions passed on a corner there and uh, didn't think Gonzalez was all that, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. It's just that's what I think. And uh, the uh, other people think, you know, a lot of times, Evan, I don't agree with the mock yeah. drafts, but I agree with the, them on this one. Yeah, usually you're, you're – I think last year you might have nailed three out of the four first-round picks for our professional teams here in Detroit. So you got a good grasp on it. What did you make of um, Dan Campbell when he was talking with the media? This is personally, I feel this is the first time I've seen it in my time covering the Lions that he openly talked about a quarterback. I know we talked about quarterbacks, but he mentioned, hey, Jared Goff isn't a rookie. He's not going to be here forever. But that's the first time I feel that Alliance coach or GM has at least said that they would be open to that situation. Like, you know, when Tua and uh, Hugh, um, why can't I think of his name? But with that draft class was going, Justin Herbert, that's the guy. There was no indication they were ever going quarterback. It was straight cornerback, all the teams behind them. They knew they were going cornerback. Were you, were you happy to see that? Were you surprised to see that? What did you make of those comments? Well, they got to draft a quarterback. You can't yes. go forever without drafting quarterbacks. It's common sense. And I have no idea why uh, the franchise has been like, well, I do know why. It's because of Matthew Stafford. Sure. I mean, you know, it was, it was like a, a love affair with the guy. And I understood why that. He's a terrific uh, talent, a great guy, all those different things. And they just always were trying, well, after his first three couple years, all right, and they already had Stanton there. Uh, from the yeah. previous regime that they took in the second round, they were always trying to get to the next level and didn't want to use the draft capital to take a quarterback. Now, Bob Quinn, you know, I guess to his credit, I don't know, uh, it's hard for me to give him a lot of credit because, you know, <laughs> he didn't do a, a good job as GM, uh, quite frankly. Good guy and all that, but he didn't do a good job. Uh, took a couple quarterbacks and, and, and Jake Rudock and Brad Kaye by Felicia Brad Kaye. Uh, his mother was Felicia. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, I always loved that, man. You know, it's like, yeah, we so take a quarterback, it's by Felicia. So lines like, 
It was like by Kaye. Right. And uh, and uh, so they didn't haven't taken a one of those guys played in the league. So who does that? Nobody. You know, uh, right. Pittsburgh, the good franchise, the Ravens, good franchise. You go down the list, uh, all organizations take quarterbacks at some point. Now, you know, the Saints haven't taken a quarterback in the first couple rounds for a long time. There's a couple teams, like a real long time. There's a couple teams where it kind of, you know, they haven't done it. But most of the good team, Green Bay's takes quarterbacks, even though really? they had Favre and Rodgers. Uh, they took Rodgers when Favre was still going well. I mean, history's full of that. So I don't know why the Lions haven't done that. The question is, you know, and, and I, this is a legitimate question. They're never going to be in this spot again if things work out for them, where they're going to have two first-round picks and two second-round picks. So is this the year where you use that extra draft capital to take a quarterback? And the que big question is, if you're taking one early, you have to be right on it. You know, it's right. not about like, you know, when, a lot of the discussions I, I, I have on the air with fans, Evan, it's about – well, you know, I don't know, take a quarterback, you know, take this position and do this, take all defense. It isn't – all positions aren't equal and all players aren't equal. So if there's a quarterback that they like, you know, say Anthony Richardson and, you know, they, they've got their quarterbacks, Coach Brunell, their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, their scouts, Holmes, Dan Campbell, everybody. You know, Chris Beelman or whatever. I'm sure he's got the insight on C.J. Stroud, although I don't think he's going to be there when they draft. Well, and there's also assistant quarterback coach J.T. Barrett. Don't forget about him. That's right, J.T. Barrett. So what do you do in that circumstance with quarterback? You, it's not about taking one. It's about taking the right one. And if you take a quarterback, like, the quarterback that I like later on, like third day or whatever, is Jake Hayner. I've talked about him from Fresno. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, to me, that would be somebody that I like. If you had an issue with Goff, could you play that quarterback and take you uh, to a situation where you could win a couple games? So it's a bit of a dicey situation with that. But at some point, you've got to take a quarterback. And you, they need a veteran backup, you know, whether it's an Andy Dalton. Uh, Carson Wentz would be ideal for him. I don't think he's going to get a lot. Uh, there's yeah. an, a number of quarterbacks that are out there. Uh, people have talked about Teddy Bridgewater and others, although I think he's going to get a little bit of scratch more than what they're going to want to pay. But you have to have a veteran quarterback as a backup and draft one, in my opinion. But I, I don't know, you know, for, you know, first four. And, and, and the other thing is the last thing they should do, Evan, is start to think that they've arrived and start doing stupid things just to win now. All right. Yeah. That's why, you know, the Jalen Ramsey talk to me doesn't make a lot of sense, both in cap space and in draft capital. You spend all your time trying to clear the decks. To have some cap space, just some, not a lot, some, because of the what happened with the previous regime. Your draft, your whole trade for Stafford and everything, after a lot of angst, has turned out perfectly. Goff is your quarterback for this year, period. You don't have to. If they sign him to an extension, that's absolutely stupid. 
the time would be to do it after next year if he has a big year. Sure. And uh, you have to cover your tracks at quarterback, and they can't get, you know, off onto this thing because you got to dance with what brought you. This has happened amazingly fast where they've gotten in good position, partly because their conference and division, in addition to uh, two really good drafts. But you can't you can't get off track on that because ultimately uh, that's not going to help you win sooner. It, it, it could uh, affect you because if they have a bad year this year, which is entirely possible, things happen in the NFL, there's still 2024. And that's the year where actually everything could really come together for them. So they got to be cool about it and uh, not do the some of the dumb things. But I wasn't surprised Campbell talked about it that way. It's an obvious thing. And he's he's a little more transparent about, like, if somebody asks him an honest question, he'll give you a, more of an answer to it that makes sense rather than, you know, trying to, uh, you, know, you know, what the Lions have been like. Oh, yeah. In the past. Dan Campbell's not like that. Brad Holmes isn't like that. I, frankly, I don't think Sheila Hamp is like that. I think they've – you know, gotten over there, uh, whatever it, it's been for those years. Uh, and that's one of the things I like about him right now. Awesome. Well, that's it for me. Is there anything else that we didn't call well, at 18? Like oh, 18 yeah. 18 seconds. Seconds. Uh, yeah, you, so know, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, they, they may look at an offensive lineman there. Uh, it depends, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lawrence, uh, Cyprus, uh, that guard from Florida. He could come yeah. into play there. If Paris Johnson falls, which is entirely possible, he could come it's into play there. State, right? Yeah, and uh, I think that that's a possibility. And uh, I think in the second round, uh, you're going to look and maybe see the Lions start uh, looking at running back there. I don't think it's just going to be an all-defensive loaded draft like people are saying. And uh, I know B. John Robinson's going to probably be off the board by then, right? So. Uh, the other running backs to me are, are pretty intriguing. Uh, like I said, uh, I would look at Tajay Spears in the uh, uh, third round if he's there from Tulane. Uh, he was so good at the, the combine, and he was a very productive player. I like him a lot uh, in that spot. And I look for a possibility that Andre gets traded because he's got one year left. And uh, if the Lions were to take running back fairly high in the draft, uh, that kind of fits that particular role, uh, you could see that. The running back situation has got to be addressed with the draft if they don't sign their players. And uh, to me, Swift has some value that way, a lot of it, uh, that could help them uh, in the long term. Yeah, and I think the writing might be on the wall, too, just depending on what Jamal Williams and the Lions do as well, because – Listen, I understand he had a great year last year. I don't know if that's going to be the Jamal Williams we get going forward. No, NFL history is full of running backs with one or two good years. The question is whether he's got another good year and what the mm -hmm. term of his contract is. You know, running backs, uh, you don't, you know, you don't pay him that much as a general rule because of the nature of the position. It's unfair to the players. No other player takes a beating like that. That's the problem with football. It's kind of like that. Well, yeah, think about it. I mean, Tony Pollard signed the franchise tag for like $10 million, where quarterback's franchise tag is 45 I mean, Right, exactly. It convinced me that all things are created equal there. So, But anyway, enjoyed the conversation, Evan. Great uh, uh, talk today about the draft. We'll, look, we'll do a number of NFL uh, uh, podcasts on this. Uh, I'll have a We're column just getting up. into it now, Pat. 
Now, yeah. now we can really dive into it. And uh, I have a column up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be writing quite a few columns here. One of them is going to be on uh, the Lions quarterback situation and how it relates specifically to Jared Goff. How quickly the landscape has turned. So check that out at uh, odyssey.com, 971.com. Pat Caputo, 98 on Twitter, King of the KC on Twitter. That's Evan's uh, Twitter account. And uh, don't forget to like us, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, download us, subscribe to us, Apple iTunes, uh, Google Play Store, odyssey.com, download. Yep. And uh, just check us out on all our different social media platforms. Uh, like always, Evan, appreciate it. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll talk to you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.